Well, good morning and welcome to the Destinate NZ podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chambers. And today we're doing a full wrap up on everything that's been going on lately. <laughs> and there's been quite a bit. Oh, Chambers, welcome back, firstly. Thank you. Now, I know with the magic of podcasting, a lot of our listeners won't even realize that you've been away because with the magic of podcasting, we had a few pre-recorded sessions in the bag before you went away on your incredible holiday. So, you know, we talked a little bit about good vibes and that's where you were. So how did it all go? Ah, it was amazing. Thank you. It was so good to be up there and um, be part of that huge event. We had 150 skydivers there creating all forms of different formations. And I got to jump with lots of friends that I haven't been able to see or skydive with for quite some time, thanks to COVID. So it was really good to be back up in the sky where I call my home drop zone and jumping over the beautiful Abel Tasman. And it was lovely and warm. I didn't even need to wear a jumpsuit. It was so warm. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. It was, it was a great start to the holiday, that's for sure. And then we went off camping after that and doing the true Kiwi holiday style. Hmm. Awesome. And so how many skydivers did you end up having at Good Vibes? We had 150 registered and I think there was about 130 or 140 on the busiest day. We did nearly 2,000 skydives in itself over the four-day period incredible it's huge and we had three turbine planes which was a first for new zealand for a new zealand skydive event that never had that many turbine planes in one drop zone at one time so yes lots of people were very happy we awarded jump pig to somebody who'd done um close to 30 jumps in four days so yeah you can see the level of how how often people were getting up in the sky it was really good that's amazing and how many um jumps did you do I managed 11, which was Woo-hoo! great. I know. My big day was four in one day. And, no. and I, I know. And I was really, you know, I really enjoyed just cruising. I'd rock up at about 10.30. And to be rocking up at 10.30 and still get four jumps in in one day is, is really good at an event like that. So, yeah, it was great. Oh, great back in your time. happy place. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't I just? <laughs> and so after that, you did a bit of a camping tiki tour around the South Island as well? Yeah, just around the top of the South Island there, we, we, took, we packed up the tent and the ute and, and yeah, left, I went out to the Abel Tasman Estate in Totranui for a few days and used that as our base to do some walking around the Abel Tasman track. And unfortunately, the weather wasn't too cohesive, but it was great. It was still, it was just drizzly. One day was dry, so we managed to walk to Araroa then, but the other drizzly days, we popped into Takaka and had a mosey around the shops and had lunch out and then headed back. And yeah. And then from there, we came back out of the Abel Tasman and stayed with some friends in uh, Motueka. And the Sunday was just so glorious that we went to Dummies Bay and sat on the beach all day. And it felt like a summer holiday. It was so good. Brilliant. And And so, sorry, keep going. Sorry, I was just going to just do a quick shout out to the other towns I visited, which was Kaikoura, where we did some well watching and, and then Hamna. Yeah, and oh, then cool. France and then home. So in the spirit of doing something new in New Zealand, mm-hmm. what were your new things that you experienced on your holiday? Okay, so one of them was the Whale Watch. In fairness, I have done that before, yeah. Kaikoura Whale Watch, but my fiancé Ben hasn't, so right. that was our new thing. We went out on the boat and it was really good. It was really good to see the boat was almost full. 
There were lots of kiwis on there and we managed to see two sperm whales. So we were very lucky. Oh, lots cool. of dolphins, lots yeah. of seals. Yeah. So that was great. And then, oh, and albatross. There were loads of oh, albatross wow. out. So awesome. that was really special. And then on the, no, we, for me, it was doing the four wheel driving with our, four wheel drive car our ute sorry and camping out in the middle of nowhere where you've got zero coverage on your phone and there was virtually nobody else out there and staying at some of the most amazing dock campsites so thanks dock for providing those sites and it was really just fun being able to set up a tent and sit amongst mountains or sit next to a river and yeah it was really quite special Oh, brilliant. That sounds such a nice holiday. I, I was at last Friday week ago, I went over to Rotorua for the Tourism New Zealand update and they've been doing their roadshow all around the country and they actually released some of the insights that they've been getting from the domestic market and they said the number one driver for Kiwis at the moment is rest and relaxation. So it sounds that you found that on your holiday oh. and... So did, so did. It was so, you know, it was really lovely to go off grid and to still have those places off grid in New Zealand, you know, where you actually have to put your phone into flight mode because there is no signal and you don't want your phone wasting its entire battery because you've got nowhere to charge it, trying to find signal in in an area that simply doesn't have it. So it was, it's really good because it stops that temptation of going through emails or jumping onto something. Oh, I'll just quickly respond to that because I've got time. And yeah. then you end up looking through quite a bit. And, you know, that's not the point of a holiday. A point of a holiday is to switch your head out of the game and reflect. Yeah. Brilliant. So if you've had your phone turned off, you've probably missed all the news that's been going on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you managed to catch up since you've been home? Now, just for our listeners, we are recording this on Monday morning. So this episode will be released Wednesday morning. So only a couple of days early this week. But, you know, it's been a pretty massive week in the world, really. So have you caught up on everything? I did catch up on what's going on in America. Isn't that just great news? And I did see that there's been a cabinet change with our government, but I'm not totally across the board on all of that. I'm just still working my way through that. But yeah, some exciting developments. Oh, isn't it? I know. Well, last time we chatted, we talked about obviously Labour winning in a bit of a landslide. But of course, now we've seen Jacinda's new government and we have a new tourism minister. We do. And it's just great news. Yeah. Look, I, all of us, I think we're wanting a change. It would be fair to say. And Mm -hmm. we've got Stuart Nash. Now, I don't know if you know anything about him. I have to admit, I don't know too much about him. I have heard him on his weekly session that he does with Mike Hosking and Mark Mitchell, I think it is from National. And he sounds like a pretty good guy so Great. he's hoping he's hoping i do know that we we discussed this offline before we started recording but you mentioned his portfolio and i i agree he's got a great portfolio now and i'm very yeah. excited about i think i think that's one of the good things and it hasn't just been in stuart nash's portfolio but it seems that i remember seeing jacinda post a picture on instagram in front of her whiteboard saying that she was working out all of the ministerial portfolios and putting names beside each other and she'd met with everybody to see what their aspirations were and i guess get a a handle of their skill set because with new zealand first not there and the Greens only forming 
cooperation agreement as opposed to a full coalition agreement, she had to make some changes. And, and I think putting small business, economic and regional development and tourism, and I think he's also got forestry, but those three in particular make total sense to me. So mm. I'm really excited about that. I think, you know, small business, there are a lot of small businesses in tourism, regional and economic development. Well, of course, we are vital to the regional economic recovery for many, many parts of New Zealand that, that rely on tourism. So it just absolutely makes sense. Tourism and small business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. I 100% agree. I think it's a great, a great portfolio and a great match. And, and look, you know, I think it was really quite clear how the tourism industry as a majority felt about our previous minister. And that might be because he just wasn't simply passionate about it. And that's okay. It's not everybody's four day. And, um, but it's good that we've got somebody else new and fresh that can give a great, a new look at it, a new set of eyes. We've come through, you know, what we've come through with COVID. So there's a lot more of understanding and expectation of what's going to happen in the future. So uh, something that Calvin never got to experience, he was in the thick of it all. So yeah. anyway, without yeah. being too I think, detrimental. I think we're a very vocal industry and we're a very people-based industry. And so I, I was really excited to see that TIA have announced that Stuart Nash will be presenting next week at the Tourism Summit in Wellington. So that's our first opportunity to hear from him as an industry, which will be great. And I think it's it's got to be a two-way relationship. I, I felt... A little bit that Calvin thought the Zooms that he was doing through lockdown, and let's face it, they were one-way Zooms. The, The information was being presented to us. They weren't conversations. And then he came out and said, I've spoken to 3,000 people in the industry. And, and of course that actually, yes, he had, but he wasn't able to listen to us because we weren't allowed to speak on those Zoom calls. So right. we, were, we were just there to listen. So look, let's, let's hope that we can draw a line in the sand and get on with what we need to do because let's face it, we need a plan. We need a really robust plan and we need a, a good minister who, who will support us in, in driving forward our industry. Um, so I just hope that he's had a holiday around New Zealand. That would be a good start, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be a great start and, and understands what some of those um tourism businesses actually are and what they offer and yeah that would be awesome you know oh i can do a wine tour in warapa i think that was my mouth dropping moment (laughs) anyway but yes let's hope and i yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table and and with that plan i you know the biggest part for me if i was one thing i'd say to Stuart nash in terms of our industry is listen but converse really converse with us and dig you know really ask those questions we will give you the honest feedback and and the heartfelt feedback and and we know our industry we know it really really well we know what does work we know what doesn't work and when you make that plan with make it with us yes what i would ask more than anything yeah i i think that's great and make it with a lot of us you know like get a really good cross section of industry and which is very diverse yeah it is a very diverse industry and where you know different regions have different needs and that's why i was excited about the economic and regional development portfolio because that should be bringing him into the some of the smaller regions in new zealand by default Mm -hmm. and you know when he's looking at, at the regional development portfolio he can also be chatting with the tourism operators in 
in those smaller places and some of the smaller businesses who are still really vital and important for our industry. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hey, now, should we go international? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you wow. been following the US elections? I have been. For the bit that I managed to get home, which was Saturday afternoon, evening, and yesterday. So, yes, I oh. have. What a great win. Yay. Uh, look, I, I don't think I have ever watched as much CNN as I Me have neither. in the last <laughs> five or six days it's yeah I I thought I think it was Wednesday night John came home from work and it actually looked like Trump was going to get back in again I know I remember that oh my heart sank and then it was days and days of you know Joe Biden coming back but it felt yeah like an absolute eternity until they finally made the call on when was it Sunday morning yeah, Sunday morning was the, yeah, I woke up to it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But look, I have to say there was one thing. Kamala Harris did her success speech yesterday um, with Joe Biden. And there was one thing that I wrote down that I just, it epitomized everything for me in that she said, you chose hope, unity, decency, science, and yes, the truth. And doesn't that just sum it up? And immediately, like I'd only listened to her for three minutes and went, there is so much more kindness and empathy and just, I don't know, this, this division that's been created over the last four years has just been horrible to watch. Oh, and and so not part of the world that we're moving towards, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, we're taking step back here, Donald, you know, like you, you talk about being a progressive forward thinker. Well, that's not forward thinking. That's like going back into the 19th century for God's sake, you know, it's so yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. And of course, to have a female vice president at this time, and not to mention a person of color and, and all the other firsts that she covers off is absolutely just fabulous. It goes along with that change that we talked about during our election that should become the norm and will become the norm. But of course, we're seeing the initial change. And that's really great and really awesome to celebrate. Yeah. Can you believe, though, that it's taken this long for America to have a female vice president? Uh, honestly it just says it says a lot about what the state of america but in that sense the change has happened now and once the change has happened it's you know it's normally pretty fast to have an effect you know a ripple effect right the way around so watch this space i think yeah yeah yeah. hey so from an industry perspective what do you think that what changes will we see here in new zealand have you got any any view on that well, I think we're going to that we, look. You know, Joe Biden did come and visit when he was vice president, and and really um, fell in love with New Zealand. So he knows our country. He has a connection with our country, and I think with that, and the fact that I think he is very respectful of what our prime minister has done in you know in terms of COVID, and and other huge scenarios that she's dealt with i think we're going to have a real positive connection with the states much more so than we previously did and i think that's going to be a great thing you know we love our americans and our american visitors that market was set to grow just before covid we had some really interesting moves by air new zealand bringing different flights from different regions Mm. and it'd be great to see that come back you know they are a they're a great cross-section of visitor from high-end through to backpacker. So it's 
you know, it's a really great market to be able to work with and connect with. And of course, it's only half the leg. You don't have to pull them all the way from Europe to get them over here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think for me, it's just trying to, I don't know how they do it, but they need to get COVID-19 under control. Mm. Which won't have happened with the parties that have just been happening at celebrating, but we get why everybody needed to celebrate. I mean, what a difference though. They all had masks on, like 95% of them had masks Mm. on. Whereas you looked at the Trump rallies and nobody had masks on. So that's at least a good start. You've got to say. Yeah. 100%. People are actually appreciating the small steps that need to be taken to make a difference. Yep. 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 It's interesting. I my Facebook memories this morning. You'll laugh at this four years ago, November the 9th, Mm -hmm. 2016. I must mix in the wrong circles. No one I know wanted Trump to win. This is a really, really bad reality TV script. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny you bring that up because I literally was going to say, I remember four years ago learning that Trump got in and just being absolutely flabbergasted would be the word I would use on that one. Yeah. I could not believe it. And I remember because we ran an Airbnb at that time and we had a lot of American visitors and they all, they just hung. I remember them actually physically hanging their head in shame going, I cannot believe what our country has done. Yeah. And, and being mortified by it. And I just thought, God, what an awful way to be. I know. I know. It's, and, and, you know, I mean, the fact is we can't deny that 70 million people still voted for Trump. So look, if you are listening to us and you voted for Trump, this isn't a personal dig against you. No, not at all. all. <laughs> I, I, I must profess I don't know enough about the US electoral system to really truly understand it. But it does, yeah, I, I, from my perspective as an outsider looking in, it does seem that the conversations happening now and even the few speeches that Joe Biden did as we were working through this process this past week were way more presidential than anything we've ever had from Trump. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he mentioned something about wanting to win back the respect of the rest of the world. And I thought that was really poignant and that he had recognised that most of the world was rooting for the Democrats to win. Yeah. Yep. On yep. this occasion, they absolutely were. Yeah. Yep. 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 And, and, you know, being respectful for some of the things that Trump has done. I mean, one thing he's done is entertain us incredibly well. So <laughs> hey, He's <laughs> united that the re- world. He's united the world. <laughs> the world. Who would have thought that he could have done that? <laughs> he totally did that. He didn't take America to war, which is true. Very true. Yes. And he did sign some peace agreements true. that have never been signed or, you know, or covered off before. So look, you know, Credit where credit's due. Yeah, and by all accounts, their economy is still doing okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Let's hope that Joe Biden can find some common ground in there to keep all of those good things happening, but also build on some of the the more negative things. You know, the racial divide, the COVID nineteen. Time to move on from that. No, the the relationships with international countries. You know, some you even think about the Muslim ban that they had. You know, all of those people who couldn't get back to America when America was home. So, yeah, I think there there's time now for a bit of healing, and hopefully, America will be great again yes let's hope (laughs) (laughs) oh very good hey now i mentioned before the tourism new zealand update that i went to in rotorua did you manage to get to one of those or did they happen while you were on holiday Unfortunately, it happened. Yeah, the Queenstown one happened the day I left. So I've only I've got it as a download. So I've got to watch that this week. But fill me in. 
Well, I just thought it was really, it was a really good update. And I, the first thing was that we walked in, because obviously I went to Rotorua, I didn't just dial in on the Zoom. And it was actually a really emotional experience. You know, like oh, I've wow. forgotten how life is almost back to normal, but we hadn't had an industry gathering. And so we were seeing people for the first time this year. I think the last time that we had our our industry update was pretty much the tech Christmas symposium last year. So it's been almost a year and it was just so nice to walk into a room and see faces that we've been talking with on Zoom and we've engaged with on Facebook or social media in some way and just, yeah, be able to give each other a big hug. And yes, that was the first part of it. But I think Tourism New Zealand have, have released a few insights and they've got a few more that are due to come out. But I really loved the focus that they've now got on enrich, you know, basically enrichment versus sustainability. So right. they use this enrich versus sustainable and they've got these four pillars, which are the economy, nature, society and culture. And I just, yeah, I sort of took a bit of time to think about that and I thought I just really enjoyed hearing that approach because to me sustainability is one of those words that's completely overused Mm -hmm. and quite often used in the wrong way as well and I think Stephen England Hall said it really well that you know sustainability is you know whilst it's about it's meant to be about making things better. A lot of the time it's just keeping things going. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas enrichment really is that, that movement to, you know, enrich our societies and enrich our culture and, and nature and the economy as well. So I just, yeah, just sort of wanted to bring As well that. as ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Thought that was really cool. And the other insights is that, you know, for every $178,000 of tourism spend, that creates one job. Wow. So they released some of the stats on what people spend. I was talking about local residents pump $74 a day into the, the economy. A domestic visitor, so an overnight domestic visitor is $155 a day. But an international visitor is $232 a day. So essentially you're looking at 40 international trips need 480 overnight domestic trips to be equivalent. Right. So like mind blowing when you think about that. So it just reinforces what we all knew is that domestic tourism is really important to us, but it's not going to, to fill that gap that we've got with internationals not being here. But that insight is really important, you know, to take that to our new minister. Yes. So it's, you know, it's there in black and white. This true, this is what it truly means. Absolutely. Here's what the domestic visitor does give our industry. And this is, this is great. Yep. But hey, this is what the international bring as well. And, you know, let's, because we, we are in a world where we have to face it. We're going to have to live with COVID. You know, I just discovered on the weekend, my nephew's got it oh. in the UK. So unfortunately for my sister, her family, that's a total lockdown or as they call it prison. I'm sure he'll be doing well. He's very young and um, fit and he'll be fine with it. I'm sure. But still, nonetheless, yeah. you know, it's just a reality that it is, you know, and my, on that note, my dad did have it and, and has since, um, been fine after recovered from it recovered yeah yeah so i think the reality is we are going to have to learn to live with it and and you know we're going to have to open up at some point those borders 
but how, and I think Jacinda did say it a wee while ago, it's, it's not necessarily a matter of having a cure for it. It's a matter of how we manage it. And I think we're seeing that more now that we've had these couple of outbreaks in the community, yep. which were tied to an isolation facility. But, you know, there's not the panic. It's yeah. like, okay, we, we know who we need to contact. We know who we need to get in 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 control and put into um, isolation and things like that and, and prevent it from spreading. So if we're practicing it on a small scale like this, it, that allows us to build a plan around what it looked like on a bit of a larger scale if we start opening those borders. And that's where I think they're trying to work towards. And that's what I'm seeing. And I think that's what we need to encourage, right? It's, yeah, we're definitely. avoiding lockdowns. We're, we're looking at management and living with it. Is yep. what I'm and seeing keep happening. scanning in on your COVID tracer app, everybody. Yep. Yeah, I did it throughout the holiday. It's really yep. important because it's so hard to remember. I tried to test myself to see where I'd been and I missed two places when I looked back. So yeah. you, you just forget. Well, especially do. when you're traveling and if, if you're in town and, and you're going to your normal cafe you might say right that's where I've been I've been to that cafe but if you're out of town I know when I was down visiting you and we went to a couple of places in Twizel and I couldn't tell you the name of those places but yeah. I scanned in so if anything did happen I could just go to my app and say well this is this is actually where I was so but yeah anyway it's all good. Hey, the other thing that Tourism New Zealand, because you were talking about using those stats and taking them to government, the other thing that they've been working on is, you know, this myth around tourism being a low um, productivity industry. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're busting open some of those myths. And oh. the, yeah, the, the data that they've got back is actually really positive. So looking for, forward to more of that being released and obviously shared with us as an industry, but also shared with the wider community and with government because sometimes I think we get a little bit of the raw end of the stick on that because they think we're low wage low productivity and in fact we're showing that we're not so that's really great that's great wasn't that just great yes and on that note wasn't there a big revelation about tourism New Zealand (gasps) yes (laughs) Stephen is going He's leaving us. I know. I know. Well, he's not leaving us. He's staying. Well, no, he's not leaving the industry. He's coming that's to true. be one of us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. He's decided he's jumping ship. He's, <laughs> he's, he's going to become one of us because he thinks it's a better, you know, that's better right. proposition. It that's is, right. Stephen. And Good literally news. jumping ship into a couple of ships down in Queenstown right. with Wayfair. <laughs> mm. yeah, so, yeah, that's I, going to be a great move for Wayfair, I think, yeah, I feel. Yeah. For Stephen too, I think that more commercial focus and, you know, that's, that's where his skill set is. He's been in that space before. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we haven't lost him from the industry. I really am. Yeah, likewise. And because he's definitely seen to be enjoying the industry, or at least it's definitely come across that way that he's enjoyed the industry as a, to work in. So yeah, it's great that we keep him, keep him here. Mm. Yes. So watch this space for the new CEO of. And, and, you know, it is a good time to do that change because it's again, a bit like with the fresh minister, it's going to be a, you know, a fresh set of eyes on tourism, New Zealand, somebody who wasn't used to their previous mandate, you know, good on Stephen having to change that up. You know, he had a fully international, not domestic mandate and, and then had to do what we were all told to do pivot and did and has, but what a great place for tourism, New Zealand. Somebody's going to come in 
in with those fresh eyes, fresh ideas with, again, like I said, without knowing what the previous mandate was, this is their mandate or her mandate. This is the mandate. Yeah. Yes. Hey, can I leave you before we end? Mm. Steve Chadwick was also at the Rotorua update last week. So Steve, for those of you who don't know, is the mayor of Rotorua, but she's also the co-chair of the Tourism Futures Task Force. Mm -hmm. And she said this quite incredible quote, which again, I wrote down because I just thought I need to remember this. Tourism is a health industry, not a wealth industry. We make people feel good. Nice. Isn't that nice? It's so true. Yeah. That's so true. We all talk talk about about making people's dreams coming true and giving them the best day of their life. And it's creating incredible memories and epic experiences. Mm -hmm. Yep. Shout out to Steve Chadwick. I think she nailed that one. So I do too. Great. Cool. Oh, it sounds like the update was awesome. Shame I missed it. And and it's obviously available on the Tourism New Zealand website. So go down and if you missed it, go and download it and listen to it and check out those insights. Absolutely. So I think we've covered off most of the major news since you've mm-hmm. been away. It's, as I said, it's been a, a busy old time, but great to catch up again. And we do have, we're back next week with another great interview with one of our tourism friends. Yes. So watch this space. We'll announce that shortly and yeah, normal service will resume. I'm really looking forward to that interview actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, same. So thanks for listening in, everybody. To find us, you can find us on Instagram, Destinate underscore NZ, or on Facebook at Destinate NZ, or on our website, DestinateNZ.com, and just click on the podcast button there and you'll be able to listen in. Make sure you subscribe. If you've loved listening in to us, leave us a review as well. We appreciate all of the reviews that you send us. Keeps us going, keeps us motivated. But until next time. Yeah, until next time. I've been Michelle. And I've been Chambers. (laughs) Back a day. Back a day.